We are back in prison. Take it back to the streets, Dad. Brain usage, slow thinkers amongst the fastest. I'm elusive, but I'm here amongst the masters. Sweet tooths are firstly, I'll be munching after. I do it full hearted, I ain't down with half us. You will lose your soul trying to copy artists. This ain't 2-4, so they ain't the hardest. Some spitters are like furniture, they might need a varnish. Some are like salad without the garnish. I ain't gonna waste them up like a harness. Leave them down, I'm a G-star, I'm not gonna feed them now. Why? Said they were cool before, I said no, then I don't believe them now. When I talk like there's a new G in town, I told them. I see the C in clown, but I sure ain't in a new G in town. And a whole decade of music consistent. That's why I put the C in crown. I put the C in crown. When I test, then you'll see me around. No time we contest when I'm barring. When I'm on a track, I'm breezing around. Still got a bit of street value. Like three keys in a round. Music is my first girl, but she don't I mind when I'm sleeping around. I remember when we had crackers, bullet bread, and mommy had to scrape cheddar. Now in December, I can make it Mayweather. I tell her take a cheap shot like Mayweather, and I ain't a cheap shot at Mayweather. <laughs> I told her bend down, I'm a straight fella. See, I can get serious, but I play better. You know me, I put on for my city, cause they throw me dirty money, and I turn it to Diddy. Clean as a whistle, blowing through the ends. To just brought wretch and Mercedes Benz Your verse ain't a friend I'm ready for anything This year I've been nominated for everything Hence why I ain't giving out no wedding rings You marry music, nigga I'm selling it Check, uh, and now I take better trips okay. I'm on the beach <laughs> with right. my ice cream seeing jellyfish if you know me, know this ain't my first way Certified everywhere, ain't got a friend of resume Talk crazy, I pull up underlay RP the Nate, dog. I had to regulate You're just gonna have to be sensitive, right? Bro, niggas stand to the left My rich niggas stand to the right Lil' mama, she keep looking at me I'ma knock the pussy out like fight night Hit it with a left, hit it with a right That's right Then I'll be to the left or the right We're not even in the building We're, we're outside the club, Phil We can't be hating from outside the club Well, actually, we can get into the club I can get us into the club You wanna go? You can go. Oh, no. <laughs> I can get us into both of the clubs. Are, are you in the money team, Phil? That's what I have to ask. Are you in the money team? I was actually about to be part of the money team. As I was telling Dan off air, there was an opportunity that presented itself. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that's why we're struggling. Because when the money team opportunity came, I was like, hey, guys, uh, you know, I'm going to give it a pass. I'm going to give it a pass. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off the show with a... Uh, a throwback viral video, a classic meme, as you will. And uh, I encourage this because this one was submitted by a listener, actually submitted by a patron. Mm. So I'd like to, uh, I would like to devolve myself of any attachment to the negative connotations attached to this viral video. Okay. Now that that disclaimer is out of the way, here's uh, our viral video for today, courtesy of Mr. Crisposure himself. The alphabet of Zimbabwe, we usually say the way we pronounce 
A for 18, B for Benz, C for Silver, D for Dimple, E for India, F for Effort, G for Jeep, like a Pajero, H for Ha, Amen, I for Eyebrow, J for Gentleman, K for Cake, L for Elbow, M for Embarrass, N for Embad, O for Australia, P for Pizza, Q for Cucumber, R for Arrival, S for Estimate, T for Tinted, U for Europe, V for Victory, W for Double Europe, X for Accident, Y for White, Z Juapera, Driku Fire. So, uh, that's a, a classic Ooh. video. No, but, but, but Phil, here's, here's something that you have to understand. You know why this is actually an empowering video? Because, because we are taking steps to fight back against our colonizer by destroying his language. And I don't have any of the background for this. I vaguely remember it from several years ago, but I don't have that much background. Chris, you have to share with us. But it, it's, it's made me think about something. You know, Phil... You know, as Zimbabweans, we make it a pastime to hate on ourselves. Mm. We're excellent at it. Negative. Uh, the most recent example I see of it is when uh, Michael Rubin had his all-white party. The number of people I saw saying, yeah, now that's what you call an all-white party. Now look, don't get me wrong. I understand levels, etc., etc. I just mean, why would you go out of your way to like tear yourself down? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, how are you going to look at your neighbor and like, man, we suck so much. I mean, you can think it and then hopefully that will motivate you to try and elevate yourself and get better. But why would you, why would you holler at someone else? You know what? You know what? Phil is better at lovemaking than I am. Why would I volunteer that information? Do you know what I'm saying? But uh, your your comparison, I'm confused. How how would you know? Like, what's the control in this comparison? Focusing on the wrong things here, Phil. <laughs> Focusing on the wrong things. I'm, I'm very, the point is, it's like, for, for, you know, I mean, just look at how he utilizes that girth, the stroke, his hip <laughs> motion. You know, and I, I'm <laughs> again focusing on the wrong thing, and I'm I want to take I want to. Uh, this is not some kind of sanctimonious, pious kind of... Because I be doing the same thing. Don't get me wrong. I be saying things all the time as well where I'm like, Takasaram <laughs> Zimbabwe. But why do we do that, man? Shouldn't you be motivated to improve when you see your neighbor doing better and you don't go out advertising your own inadequacies? Which is completely different to admitting your failings. No one asked, bro. No one asked you to compare which one is better, Michael Rubin's or Janimbi's all-white party. But you are volunteering. Uh, excuse me, say, ma'am, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, I, I wet the bed at home. Why are you volunteering? No mm. one asks. Just use it as, as fuel for your improvement. That's all I'm saying. That's anyway, speak on it, um, speak on self-hate it. aside, um, look, there's probably some deep psychological explanations about why uh, you know, self-hate is included in laughing at uh, strong accents and so on. But we, you know, it's still kind of funny sometimes. So, 
Y'all, that's our viral video and uh, mini rant to open the show today. But we need to start the show with the right energy, folks. That we did indeed. We do indeed. Um, so, uh, we've got to warm it up, Dan. There's a cold front. Okay, but things, things are looking big. I mean, the money, the money team's wrapped. Right. We've got a billionaire in the building. You know what I mean? He's just opened billionaire. up. Billionaire. He just opened up a, a world-class, world-class center in Mavuku. Okay, things are popping off right now. It's going to be lit in the club tonight. It's going to be lit in the Motherland tour. Okay, the Motherland. I'm coming to the Motherland. I'm coming to Johannesburg. I'm coming to Cape Town. And I'm coming to Zimbabwe. I don't know. I felt some type of way that we didn't get a city mention. It was just a country. Mm. Um, same with the Iris Star announcement. But anyway, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We're starting with the wrong energy, Phil. That's why we're all over the place. Mm. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I have to ask y'all. Good to go. Sound of them. Let me hear a drum play. Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. We call this one Two Broke Twimbles. My name is Danny That Guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wigmaraini, aka Denimbi. My life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Post me up with a scarf and some boxing gloves because I'm on the money team now. Aka That's right, that's right. And he's here with the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the will not be knocked out of Bill Phil Chart. Aka Flame Lost the Big Balls, baby. Aka Sex and Lovu. Aka Filthy Phil. Aka DJ Mukaraji. And I guess a shimmer ring. And it ain't ever drinking. We're back again. Good, good, good. Mm. Fam, they took him to they took him to Pogelo shop, bro. <laughs> my man so sorry Pokelo. that was i didn't mean that to come across as shady as it did it wasn't that but it's man just... my man my man has been to sex fifth avenue he's been to neiman marcus <laughs> my man has been into dubai he's literally seen all that the capitalistic pursuits have to offer and they were like, nah, guys, if you come to Harare, there's only one place you have to go. We have to show you these pink bottoms, my G. Have you seen these pink bottoms? Have you seen this new jacket by Rick Chasers? And I'm not hating. I'm just saying, what did you expect? Like, what are you like? Okay. You guys have seen what his girlfriends wear, right? Like, you, you, you've seen the inst- His girlfriends get a $100,000 allowance. Right. Uh, okay, Phil. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Here's the thing: his girlfriends have Birkins, yeah. Phil. No, guys, his no, girlfriends have Birkins. Okay, okay. No shade. All right. I, like, you guys know this is not a podcast of haters. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes we come across as a little bit like that, but we try to be positive. We're pushing P and so on. So this is not coming from a place of shade. I promise, I'm not trying to be shady. What is he doing here? So, 
I can't reveal what I said to me on the phone call. Uh, no, okay. Him, don't get me wrong. So what I, what I will say is this. So what I will say is this. If you notice on on, on all on most of the the flyers, it's front row the money team. Those are two companies associated with Floyd Mayweather. Apparently, he's trying to build his brand and build networks in Africa. So essentially, what he's doing here is just that. It's almost like a diplomatic tour, but for a retired athlete. So he's here just to, you know, scope the scene, obviously make some money using his name and likeness, but build long-term relationships going forward. That's what, I think that, that, that's the gist of what I was given from the conversation I had yesterday. Okay, so let's, if he goes, he's doing a tour of the motherland, right? Mm-hmm. So when he goes to South Africa, what's he going to do? I was not shared that itinerary, but I'm assuming it might be more of the same here. It's just networking, meeting with people, um, spreading the gospel of of Mayweather, maybe also doing some advocacy for boxing because he is a promoter as well. So maybe he's been looking to sign young up-and-coming boxers, start promoting them, get them fights, etc., etc. Because keep in mind, he does now also have um, an ownership stake in Zeus. Zeus are now doing live sporting events like the the fight that he had with um, John Gotti's grandson a couple of weeks ago. So there might be opportunities there. I'm, 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 I'm just speculating right now. I'm just speculating. But I think there might be what he's doing right now. Because after South Africa, apparently Zambia is also on the list. And then they're, they're looking to get more, more countries as they continue the tour. So if I understand correctly, Floyd Mayweather is in Zimbabwe to promote boxing. I think and Floyd Mayweather is in also, Zimbabwe to promote Floyd Mayweather. Let's let's not get interested. <laughs> I I hear you. I, obviously, no. I mean, I I don't mean I don't mean the behind the scenes. I understand. Um, I understand the 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 motives of sort of wanting to network. I'm just trying to understand what what act. So here's here's what I imagine. Okay. Um, uh, I would imagine, let's say, when he goes to South Africa, for example. He's going to have a lot of uh, high-powered meetings with celebrities and business people. He's going to make some appearances um, at maybe at some um, high-value networking events where you can probably expect that there will be some moneyed-up people, et cetera, et cetera. And Mm -hmm. uh, he's probably going to address, hopefully, I mean, he'd probably have on his itinerary somewhere where he'll visit some of the, uh, the boxing circuit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what I want to know is, is he doing the same here? When is he going to be meeting with Zimbabwean celebrities and high-powered business people? And is he going to be doing a tour of the boxing circuit? Yes, he just... That, oh, I guess that's what my question is. Yes, isn't... Like I said, he was at... Uh, uh, isn't Scott was... This is the grand opening of Scott's boxing gym facility in Mavuku, which was at this afternoon. So there, one Very done. Cool. Okay. We're upon landing, Dan. Upon landing... Uh, he was he was greeted by a party that included business magnates such as Wiknell Chiwayo, Mike Chimombe, mm-hmm. and Scott okay. Sagupanya. I mean, come on. So everything you have touched, you already did it in five minutes. We're efficient in Zimbabwe. We're efficient. Efficient. Okay, you know what? Look. Um, <sighs> but anyway, let's start off the show with positivity. 
pushing P. I guess the Floyd Mayweather situation being in Zimbabwe is also some sort, some level of positivity. Um, Zimbabweans doing it big where we uh, put a spotlight on Zimbabweans around the world who are excelling in whatever fields they are in. Uh, so much so that they're getting attention. Uh, one of my favorite places to find these Zimbabweans is Greedy South. Check it out, greedysouth.co.zw. Um, huge shout out to Downtown Kyoto, who is a 22-year-old Zimbabwean musician, uh, real name Chiko Chinyadza, uh, who's making a significant impact in the, the UK city of Hull. Mm. Uh, he has just dropped his latest EP Learning in Public and it has been selected as this week's Spotify UK and Ireland Radar First Listen um, so yeah so shout out to shout out to downtown Kyoto getting recognition out there in the U, UNDK uh, also shout out to Shingai Manjengwa who's a Zimbabwean born a he, uh, the, the esteemed head of AI education at ChainML and founder of Fireside Analytics, who has been announced as the keynote speaker at the prestigious Disney Data and Analytics Conference. Disney's been sharing a lot of love to Zimbabweans lately. Look at that. Mm. So yeah, so shout out to uh, Shigai Manjegwa, who will be out there. And then finally, shout out to the winner of the inaugural Kofi Annan Next Gen Democracy Prize, which was uh, handed out to Zimbabwean activist Namatai Kwekweza uh, by the Kofi Annan Foundation. So yeah, congratulations to her for her work with We Lead Trust. Speaking of which, did you did you see the the fights on uh, on the timeline about uh, the NG, the NGO battles? Jog my memory because it's been a very busy week. <laughs> no, no. I, I saw I saw I saw about the, the the NGOs that were hugging sheets and some that weren't hugging sheets. Those ones. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that something like that. I did, honestly, I didn't read the full story, but I, I, it's just funny to me. It's hilarious that every single niche has its own thing that is particular to it. You know what I mean? So even the NGO streets have their own thing that they're beefing, and then there's tech side. You know, it's just, it's just a mess wherever you turn. But uh, yeah, no, apparently some NGO was mistakenly given money that was meant for another NGO. Now they are holding on to that money, or so the claims are. I don't know, something along those lines. Um. <laughs> anyway, I so uh, moving other, on. I, I don't know what that. I don't know nothing about that. About Following up from our last episode, we spoke about the. Oh, speaking of which, shout out to all the love from our last episode, the the, the crossover event episode where we linked up with six foot weights. Uh, there was a lot of love that came through for that one. So mm. uh, shout out. I, I mean, uh, there probably isn't even time to go through what everyone has said, but a lot of people enjoyed the crossover event. Shout out to you. And uh, uh, everyone who hit us up on Twitter and on Instagram and in the DMs and uh, in our Patreon group who really enjoyed that crossover event. I thought it was fun too. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. What's your we favorite takeaway, hmm? My favorite takeaway. My favorite takeaway is just to learn that Phil is reveling in the possibility of, of me getting in trouble on the timeline. What? Aren't you ashamed, Philip? Well, Aren't you even just a little bit ashamed? I'm driving engagement. What are you saying? No, you see, Phil is is trying to find clips out of context. Like this is what Dan said, and then post them on <laughs> on Twitter. Shame on you, Philip. <laughs> Shame on you. Do you, know, do you know the funny thing is, like, it was actually a hilarious comment. I was I was listening back to the episode on Saturday, so I was driving from somewhere, 
and you said that. And I literally had to stop the car to stop laughing. I was just like, ah. <laughs> such a wild statement. Phil is pro- probably referring to the, the statement I said, which is a lot of the loudest sections <laughs> online are sex workers. <laughs> I stand by that statement. I stand by it. I gotta stop <laughs> As such a whole, I know that are you wild? You you need to be reined in. You're out of control. How is that wild? I stand by it. Honestly, when it came out of my mouth, I was like, yo, that sounded more aggressive than I intended it to sound in my head. But I think the fact still remains. You know what? Um, I was reading a very interesting thread this week from um uh I guess she's a psychiatrist or something, and she was posting about um she was just posting about uh, she was posting uh, stuff about trauma in your youth and how it affects relationships and, and so on and how you to let go of said trauma. And the trauma she was talking about is, is just basically uh, for a lot of women, they've, you know, they've come up with uh, this, um, uh, this almost pathological need to please men, you know, which comes from when in their youth, all they're ever taught from when they're young is you have to do this to make the man happy. Make sure you do this to make the ha- man happy. And the problem is that means you let go of your own desires. And when you let go of it, and it's a, it was a very interesting analysis of, of the inner workings of, you know, uh, um, childhood upbringing and certain negative thought. It was just very interesting. As soon as I finished the thread, the, the first one, two, three, four, five comments underneath were literally and by sex workers, I mean OnlyFans models, uh, more traditional sex workers, and even to a certain extent, you know, but people but, looking for trans- transactional relationships. But, but, but before, you, before you finish that, I also want to highlight, do you know, but that's also a hack that they use, right? Because to drive as much traffic to their content and to their pages, they comment and on as many popular threads as possible for that very reason. Because the more you comment on those pages, and if you're a verified account, you're going to be at the top of the results. People are going to click through to your page, more impressions. Hopefully, you'll get more click-throughs. Absolutely. And that just underlines my point. The loudest corners of social media <laughs> are sex workers. That's the most... So just be careful. All I'm saying is, not, and I don't imply that you can't learn or they're useless or whatever. I just mean they have probably different values to you if you have different values. If not, then it works for you fine. All good. I stand by that. <laughs> and 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 they also ah, like Dan got married and we're in full on red red pill, bro. <laughs> Never that. Guys, guys, sometimes we just need to be honest with each other. Let's just all be honest with each other. We sit here and are very um progressive, which is a good thing. But some things are not mainstream and it's okay. It's okay. Niche things. You know, you know, you know, I was training this week. I don't know if you saw that video of, uh, it was very confusing at first, but it turns out it was um, an, an NPC fetish. Oh, yes. I saw one with a woman who puts like popcorn in, in a curling iron. Yeah. And then she, she just acts like a, an NPC, a, a non-playable character from a video game. You know, like someone you would bump into in the middle of the game who just says one or two words and just leaves it and then continues with the, you know, and uh, someone was doing the calculations based on the number of live streamers she had and how many streams she has uh, per amount of time. And and they were like, no, she's literally making five figures. 
mm-hmm. just off those streams. That's extremely niche, but it exists. It's there and it shouldn't not exist. It's just okay to acknowledge that this is not mainstream. It's just a section of society that is really into this. And the rest of us are like, hey man, that's not the mainstream. And as much as I'm tempted to say things about them peoples, everyone should be allowed to be into whatever they're into. As mm. long as it's not hurting anybody else. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? I was saying, oh yeah, last week we, we, we had a dope crossover episode. Shout out to Six Foot Weights. That was pretty dope. Um, one of the things that we spoke about was um, this e-creator scandal. Well, of course, the case has been progressing. And just today, the police announced that they were arresting um, the man who was accused of running away with, this old, with all this money, a Chinese national by the name of Zhao Xiatong. Um, he's being charged with defrauding the public. Um, some people claim that he's not really the one who did it. <sighs> man, it's such a messy story. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, because so, if I remember correctly, um, granted, I don't think it was, it was corroborated, but when the allegations that, because as you highlighted in the story last time, the app itself posted a post with a screenshot of a passport and said, this man is withdrawing the funds. If you see him, please apprehend him. And then there were mm. other claims that were, this is a generic passport photo. This is not an actual passport for this individual. Mm. Is the, Was that corroborated? Here's the problem. Because, because it's an internet scam, you, you already know that there's probably tons of fake accounts that are there to try and sow discord and disunity. Which one is the fake one? I don't know. It's Your guess is as good as mine. At this point, it's all conjecture. What I think is a very likely scenario is that there's a lot of people involved in this scam and then now someone is being made to take the blame. But, yeah. Anyway, so that's just an update. The, so this uh, Chinese national who, had, who uh, we were talking about last week who disappeared, well, he's been apprehended. Where did they find the one him? who actually took the money? I don't know. It's, because I, I was at a, a comment, but then I realized it's very racist. So I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> but you know. You know. In Zim, racism is okay if it's, if it's against Asians. So that's that you know is, how we are. In this that's country. very true. But you know what I mean. You know. <laughs> how do they know, Dan? How do they know? <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, thanks to our producer, we have a lot of things to talk about. We actually do. He actually put together some some good mm. talking points this week. Mm-hmm. It might be because I had a stern talking to with him on the air um, uh, earlier today. I was like, "Have you prepared our talking points?" He's like, "Yeah." Isn't there some things you didn't talk about last week? I was like, "Hey, man, can you stop being lazy and just put proper?" He's like, "They're going to be there. Why you think I'm?" Anyway, thank you very much for paying a little bit of attention. Um, here's the thing, though. Okay. Uh, just to give uh, our listeners a, a peek behind the curtain. You see, our producer has listed a conversation about Twitter versus threads as a main talking point. Here's the thing. Um, it is something to mention, something to talk about. But I, I find it very difficult to conceive that we're going to spend the next even five minutes talking about Twitter and threads. But we shall, we shall give it a good go. Mm, let's try. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's see how far we go before we give up. 
So uh, as you probably already know by now, Threads, uh, the Twitter clone, uh, I don't know if we should be able to say that considering lawsuits that might be coming up. But anyway, the, the Twitter clone that was created by uh, Meta, aka Mark Zuckerberg, um, launched last week. And within, I believe it was f- four days, it hit 100 million users, which mm-hmm. makes it the fastest growing uh, not just social media app, but any kind of uh, consumer product of all. <laughs> not only that, uh, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what that means? In one week, mm-hmm. Threads now has a third of Twitter's peak <laughs> usage numbers. <laughs> um, so it surpassed 100 million signups. But to be fair, signups does not mean daily users. Uh, a lot of those people will be like, what? This is not Instagram. And then they'll leave. A lot of them will probably go back to Twitter because they, as much as they claim they don't like toxicity, they're addicted to it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so let's see what the daily active users are after a couple of months. But uh, it is quite an, a, a, an impressive launch. Uh, of course, Elon Musk is not happy with this. Uh, reports are that uh, Elon has sent a cease and desist to Mark Zuckerberg uh, over claims that you hired people that I fired and uh, they're telling you trade secrets of how to make this stuff. Should have thought of that before firing people. But anyway. But apparently, um, uh, at the Montessori school, Monsieri, whatever his name is, he said that they, they didn't use any ex employees, which is interesting. But also, why not? If there's free talent on the market. <laughs> I mean, they probably, I think, I think the, exactly what it was phrased was we didn't use any of what was supposed to be Twitter code. But I think, I think they did hire some some Twitter people. Mm. But anyway, I, look, I don't know. The point is, Threads exists. I've spent a bit of time on the Thread streets. It's a little too clean, a little too pristine for my liking. You know what I'm saying? Not enough mess. Um, I'm going to use it as a place to post jokes. Um, <laughs> so we bring back Comedy Thursdays. <laughs> we should do that. <gasps> Comedy Thursdays on Threads. It requires so much work, man. So, uh, I mean, we're just going to be paying close attention, obviously, as your tech ombudsman uh, over here on Two Broke Twimbos. Um, if you are on threads, please do follow us. Danny, that guy, and Phil Chard. Do you think we should create a Two Broke Twimbos threads? No. Nope. We, we barely <laughs> use the Instagram. Dude, like, I think, I, know. I, I think everyone is so fatigued. So one of the conversations, this is another peek behind the curtain. We've actually been noticing a lot of accounts with multiple hosts that then also have an account just for whatever platform, show, podcast that they host. Normally, like what they do is they'd have the individuals post and then they'd have the podcast page post. Nowadays, they don't even bother with the podcast page. They just have the individuals post because it's just so much work and we've become so overwhelmed with social media options. It's like, why are we, why are we posting to this account when people already follow the personal account? It's almost... Mm reductive in a way yeah uh, I, I i somewhat understand stan twitter so i have i have two other mini twitter accounts that are in you know very niche sort of spaces uh, i don't want to blow them up because i want to keep them where they are but like they okay, I'll, I'll give you an example of one. One is one is uh, football, but not even just football. Even more specifically, it goes even more specific than that. Um, 
And it's nice to just go there and literally there's no content about politics, about entertainment, about uh, it's all just that content. And I find myself spending more time in those uh, social media accounts than I do in my normal regular account these days. But you know, you could also just replicate that experience with the list, right? Yeah, I do know, but I wanted to create a completely separate, like account, even yeah. interacting as yeah. that, yeah. as that anonymous account. Yeah. So what you're saying is you have burner accounts that used to troll people. Okay, got you. I don't, I don't troll people, but I do have burner accounts. Anyway, um, obviously social media fatigue seems to be a thing. There's just too many things. Just pick your favorite thing and just use it. Don't feel the pressure, man. If you like TikTok, just stick on TikTok, man. Like it's all, it's all just so pointless and stupid anyway. I'm, I'm so curious to see what life is going to be like in 10 years. I feel like we're, we're going to get so burnt out of, like tired of social media as it is now. It's going to either evolve significantly or we might just, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm keen to see, but we'll be keep, keeping a close eye. Look, we've stretched out this conversation as far as we could go, Crims. Um, Okay, here's a funny story. So, uh, <laughs> who would have thought we'd be talking about Sway Lee today? Before that. But, Phil, did I not say this on a previous episode of the podcast? The money man is on his way. The motherland tour. We start off in Zimbabwe, July 13th and 14th. I need everybody in Africa to mark your calendars. July 15th and 16th. That's what it kills me. So, He's coming to Zimbabwe July 13th, but everyone in Africa must mark their calendars. <laughs> All right, Philip, we've already talked about Floyd. Let's talk about this Amapiano situation. <laughs> Afro piano, hello. Okay, so um, Sway Lee was on his Twitter and he was uh, very excited about an upcoming song where he says, wait till y'all hear Sway Lee on Ama Piano. And then he puts on a Nigerian flag emoji. Now, did I not say on this podcast, did I or did I not say on this podcast that if it hasn't happened already, very soon, someone public is going to assume Ama Piano is Nigerian. Say what? Which is completely different to Nigerians doing Ama Piano. Anyway, um, of course, this led to a huge firestorm. He had to put up a uh, an apology video of some kind where he's like, yo, man, I ain't say that I'm a piano belong to Nigeria. I ain't trying to divide I'm us. saying that. He says, I'm Nigerian, bro. And that doesn't make you know it better, Sway Lee. That makes it worse. Now you're the ops. <laughs> and he's saying, yo, it's, not, it's like American hip hop. Everybody do hip hop. Man, you don't get it, man. The point is not that Nigerians do it. The point is, you are you are crediting Nigeria as the originator of it. So wait till you hear Sway Lee on some Amapiano Nigerian flag. Now, Phil said last week that, uh, or whenever it was, the week before, that South Africans are some world-class haters. And that day is. Wait, what? When did I say that? When did I say that? Don't misquote me. Don't misquote me. When did I say that? What did I say? We were talking about um, Uncle Waffles. 
being listed as from Swazi. <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. You and you me. said, you got, me. You got, me. <laughs> got you in 4K, bro. <laughs> you got me. You got me. <laughs> anyway, so. You can't be mad at Sway Lee. If he was introduced to Amapiano by Nigeria, that's your fault, man. You're, you're not making the waves you're supposed to make with it and someone else has gone and run further with it. Look, Steve Jobs didn't invent the iPhone. You know what I'm saying? He gets all the credit. Do you know what I mean? I mean, this is a discussion we've been having on this podcast for a while. And once again, we predicted this, guys. We, 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 we warned you about this years ago. When that Afro piano story came out and I went on my little rant, this is what I meant. But also, it's hard for me, as a Zimbabwean especially, because there's another discussion we're going to have about music-related stuff that it's, it's hard for, me, for us to speak down or speak from any level of authority because we need to clean our house first. However, what Nigerians have done well, and I keep saying it, is they've spent oh well over a decade building networks that allows them to do exactly what we've just experienced. Where if they're on a sound and they're pushing that sound, that sound is going to spread and it's going to reach the right people like that. And then those, those people are going to tap into that sound because they believe they're tapping into what is the new wave, what is the new sound it's being pushed by the Nigerians because South Africans have not been touring internationally because they have not been building networks internationally because they don't have these relationships and this market share. This is the result. And also because they've been so isolated, they, they're not good at telling, they're not good at telling stories to outsiders. It's very difficult, even as a fan of Amapiano, to know the story of Amapiano, you know what I mean? Then who founded Amapiano? Where was it founded? You know what I mean? What were the sounds that necessitated its creation? What, you know, what is the evolution of it? What are the different genres? Like right now, if, if I were to ask you, Dan, what is Bacardi? Would you know? Is that Igbo? No, but Bacardi, Amapiano. It's a subgenre of Amapiano. Oh. But if I were to ask you what drill is, would you know? I just assumed it was Nigerian. But if I ask you what's yes, I'm, 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 you know what I'm I mean? familiar with what drill is. And that's exactly what I'm saying is those type of stories aren't being told well enough and this is the result. So, also, I mean, you guys are getting angry with a black American for showing ignorance towards Africa. I mean, come on, guys. They just, that's the default setting. Why? We, can we hate a fish for swimming? No. I mean, I mean, okay, I understand making noise about it, right? And then, you know, you make noise about it. He learns, he learns what actually is going on. Maybe it will create work for some South African producers. Uh, I think uh, Major League DJs and Pori and them were also trying to jump on the issue. But I, I also want to get a little bit, um, I don't know, a little bit philosophical with it, I guess. <sighs> South Africa only exists geographically. South Africa doesn't exist as uh, some kind of unified entity. Neither does Nigeria, to be honest, or Zimbabwe or any other country in the world. Um, 
I don't think I don't think it's it's uh it's plausible to imagine that South Africa as a whole are going to think about how they could potentially market themselves as a country by making sure they typically what's going to happen is that individual artists labels some of them might even collaborate and producers and so on will be trying to uh, increase their own profile and the profile of the people that they're working with so they try to reach out for networks and so on and I guess that's ultimately what we're talking about I just wanted to mention that it's it's somewhat silly also to be blaming whole countries and so on. Now, I think Ama Piano is so popular in South Africa because the people who are currently, I mean, the people, it, it, it's, a, it's music, it doesn't feel like it was manufactured. Let me put it that way. It doesn't feel like it was manufactured at a label level. It feels like it was made on the roots level. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. And I guess in many situations, that's it's a lot of the hottest songs and a lot of the hottest vocalists and producers is literally just some dude who can, who barely got, who's barely educated, barely can speak English. In some instances is, is probably doing some illegal things. Anyway, um, the point is, it's just like grimy from the streets, from the roots. It's not a manufactured bubblegum sound. Or at least initially it wasn't. And obviously as things evolve, things will change. Um, so it doesn't surprise me somewhat that um, someone from the hood literally made a big song and then now he's getting booked for gigs in the different, you know, hood locations. And now he's all of a sudden getting radio play. And now he's growing. You know, it's going to take years to polish that entire journey from just a dude in the hood who's got incredible talent, but never really had any education or any uh, um, even ideas about how wide the world really is. And as time goes on, as they expand, I imagine the same was true in Nigeria for a time. It's just that now the machines have been in place for so long that, you know, Don Jazzy can sign an Ira star and create an almost polished product in a couple of years. And now she's doing a world tour. You know what I'm saying? So, my thinking is as things progress, as more money gets involved and the industry builds around this, which I mean, it has been doing for some years already, obviously, but I mean, as it grows more and more, um, it will start becoming more of a, a household sound, especially because there's such a distinct sound, which is I'm a piano. In the meantime, Nigeria is going to be making noise with it. But a lot of people in this whole debate that was going on on Twitter about Nigeria versus South Africa were pointing out that you can feel the difference between South African Amapiano and Nigerian or Ghanaian or whatever the case is. And I absolutely 100% agree. And I think that authentic sound, given time and given individuals who are trying to push themselves, not necessarily a country initiative, um, I think the world will begin to notice that eventually. Mm. Just like it took time with Nigeria. So you're saying the Nigerian Amapiano stepped on, so they're real, so they're real raw. What I'm saying is Afrobeats existed for a long time, or the concept of whatever, Af- Afropop existed for a long time before the world noticed it. I mean, back when we were listening to P-Square and whatever else, the world wasn't paying attention to that. It took decades before the world started paying attention to Nigerian music. I'm a piano is, it's an infant. You know what I'm saying? It'll, it'll get there eventually. Um, Right now, the Nigerian wave is riding on what Nigeria is over, or Nigeria and Ghana as a whole. West Africa as a whole have, have already built with, with uh, um, their, their years of building. Bingo, yeah. So, 
South Africa must learn some humility. It's also good. Sometimes you must also be sand. You know, it, it helps inspire you. You work harder. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> anyway, eventually, Swaley says, big ups to South Africans for creating this beautiful ish. Um, and yeah, there's a couple of videos. I'm not even going to play the, the videos, but he says, I never discredited nobody. Sorry, you all read it that way. I never said anything. Hey, ah, South Africans are bullies. Damn. <laughs> Why my man on an apology tour? <laughs> Damn, I never said anything about its origins in that tweet. I was just letting my fans know I'm tapped in and been cooking some Ama Piano style songs. Salute to the history of Ama Piano and the first creators of it. <laughs> ah, they'll make you <laughs> Shout out to the originators. They will make you mark register, man. <laughs> triple salute. My man says triple salute. <laughs> ah, and then he posted a screenshot of him Googling the origins of Amapia. <laughs> sorry, man. But, but uh, it's good. It's good. That's how you learn. It's good. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good. Guys, I said it on this podcast. It's going to happen. And I mean... It's just going to take that one person who's going to be the, you know, I don't know who the right example to, the Don Jazzy of this or the, the, the P. Diddy of this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not the best people in the world, but they're going to businessify it. I see my Porisa is somewhat doing that. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. But all I'm saying is it's a young genre. Right now it's riding on, on the foundations that were laid for decades by Nigerian music. But give it time. Especially if it... It's unlike... I know GOM still exists, but it's not as mainstream as it once was. If Amapiano holds on to this mainstream appeal for the next 10 years, done. The next... The the, the last Taylor Swift album will be entirely Amapiano. Watch. But produced by Guilty Beats. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's been a, it was a funny story that we were following. Um, while we're on the Ama Piano story, let's talk about what's going on with the. What do you call a black man in America? What do you call a black man in America? Eh? Nike! Nike! So, um, again, um, I think, Phil, I think we should just pre, we should just pre-record certain things and just play them whenever these stories come up. Like what? <laughs> Artist makes a hit song. No, okay, you know what? Let's, let's run down. Let's run down. Success. Give, me, give me the rundown. Then I have the answer already. Run, run down, run down. Thing. Yeah, you, but you're right. We should. We should because... It's... All right. The biggest song in South Africa right now is Mnige. It's not even arguable. It's, it's huge. Um, it's trending everywhere online, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, it turns out that there are some problems because the producers, <gasps> no. the producers of said song Nike, are fighting against Tyler ICU, who's credited as the uh, performing artist or the, the, the artist, artist, the main artist. What do you call it? Yeah, the, that artist. Um. So, long story short, uh, there's a, a duo that call themselves Sika. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Sika. Anyway, Sika RSA. 
who claim that uh, they're the producers of the song. And no, they the, say the, that... I uh, believe there's two of them. There's the Sika and there is Nandipa 808. Sika and Nandipa. Oh, sorry. I thought they were both called Sika. Um, yeah, so, so they were doing an interview and they basically said um, that they're being scammed by Tyler ICU. <laughs> and they were being ignored. And we tried reaching out to Tyler ICU, but he mised us. He was too busy for us. I can't believe that's in the newspaper. It's not, but the, also the Southern African is not a real newspaper. But anyway, to, to bring this issue to bed, one, they were complaining about appearances in the video. Who paid for the video? Not you. Here's another thing. <clears throat> and I quote, this is from them. There was no writing or any form of agreement. We just sent in the project and we recorded this vocalist on it. The song dropped and things happened fast. Okay, let's move on to the next story, Dan. If you've listened to this podcast for some time, you already know how we feel about this and you already know what the legal standing is. Let's move on. Anzi. <laughs> we are the ones that came up with the idea of sampling Clala Tuxin's song, Niga Niga, Magical Mix. Oh! We did the whole beat. Did, did they clear the sample, Dan? Did, did they go through the process of clearing that sample? Tyler ICU responds uh, on his social media saying, I wouldn't promote or push a song that's not mine or not involved, just saying for future reference. It's on his, uh, on his uh, uh, Instagram. So, yeah, look, here we go. We have another situation where there's a hit song and there's people who claim, again, we've spoken about it many times. But, Phil, I imagine, I imagine those Ama Piano studios are just the same as the hip-hop studios we were describing earlier. Especially not the big, I don't mean the big ones with the labels. Mm. I mean, these kids making Ama Piano. I promise you they're not signing nothing. They ain't writing no documents or signing nothing. And here comes the smash hit. Realistically. Do you know what makes a smash hit though, Dan? Promo. No, yeah, exactly. Not exactly the song. Promo. That's why in the house community or in, in dance music, or in, in fact, in most industries, it's not how good the song is. It's mm. who released the song. Sometimes you just, <sighs> as you also said, then, sometimes you take your L and you learn from it and you move on. I, I, don't, I don't blame Tyler ICU in any way. As far as I haven't, I've I, I've not been given evidence of malfeasance as yet. All I've been told is he's busy, which I would understand he would be. Like I'm they, sure he's killing the game in these streets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I guess it's just another reminder that uh, if you're an artist, if you're listening to this podcast, just the simplest, the simplest of split sheets, just percentages of songs, and you move on. Just move on. If you're a producer, especially because you know what. If your vocals are not on the song, it's that much harder to get people's attention. So just do the split sheets. Um, shout out to Knox who was arrested in Ireland. For <laughs> you're fraud. a bastard. You're a bastard. You're a bastard. Um, <laughs> Mara, out, he, he was the one who was doing the fraud. It was allegedly. <laughs> it was allegedly the promoter. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. Zimbabweans out in Ireland. Tell us what's going on. No, but but um, first, I think I think I don't know about what agreement he signed. But if you are scheduled to book a performance, under I don't understand under which circumstances the artist would be paying for that hotel room. That makes no sense to me. 
Phil, Phil, Phil. You know how we were just looking at uh, tech writers of very big artists? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, artists being booked are not very big artists. In fact, sometimes the, the arrangement is, please, please let me play. Please, can I play? Do you get what I'm saying? And I'm not trying to be shady. I just, Knox has had his hit songs. I just don't believe he is one of the biggest artists in Ireland. <laughs> the biggest artist in Ireland. Of course, not the biggest artist in Ireland, but he's performing with <laughs> <was> a public <laughs> bastard. <laughs> so my point is, uh, look, the rules aren't going to be the same, but anyway, that was a, that was a funny story. Dino <laughs> Nyara. Anyway, shame. Sorry about that, Knox. Uh, now you're getting negative coverage, um, and here we are even contributing I mean, to it. As, a, as opposed know, to all the support. positive coverage he's been getting in recent years, <laughs> this is this is a real sorry, bro. Um, what's the story with Natio? Oh, I, I I didn't even follow the full story. I just, okay, I know to a certain extent he was talking. He was having a conversation where he casually, by the side, sort of uh, on the Danny J show or something, and he casually said. Zimbabwe doesn't have record labels and people took that personally. Is that that's the whole story? Yeah, p- people that don't own record labels took that personally, which was very confusing. So, did you take it personally? Because I don't own a record label. Okay, I think maybe people got offended by semantics. But mm-hmm. even, even then, and I think maybe not the O's wording. Um, could have been better because, and I we were even asked in the group, and I said I agree with the sentiment, but his analysis is incorrect. And I say it's incorrect in this in this respect. A record label is a business, and a record label is is by is by and large um, an, an extremely large vertically integrated marketing company. A record label will identify a raw product, polish that product increase the value of that product, allow that product to create music, upskill them to tour, to perform, network them and allow them to collaborate with other artists, enter rooms they normally wouldn't enter to, attend events they wouldn't normally attend. And by doing so, increase their value. And then everyone will now eat from these increased revenue streams. Right? Mm. I'm giving a very simplified explanation, but that's what it is. And within that record department, you're going to sign in advance. You're going to have a a finance department. You're going to have a marketing department. You're going to have a public, a publicity department. You're going to have an A&R. You're going to have a studio. You're going to have a recording engineers on staff. You're going to have people that are plugging you into radio, plugging you into the clubs, plugging you internationally, assisting you with touring, both locally and internationally. There's a whole ecosystem in place. Ideally, each department will have at least one or multiple people in them. Some smaller record labels have multiple departments, but people cross. And like, for example, with, with our organization, I'm, I operate in multiple departments. The team I have operates in multiple departments. But we also aren't a label because when we sign an artist, we're not giving them an advance. We aren't able to offer cash advances, for example. Right? We don't distribute ourselves. We still have a distribution agreement with a larger distributor and then we distribute under them. 
we don't offer publishing ourselves. We, 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 pub, we sub-publish under a larger, a larger publisher. So I know for a fact every label, quote-unquote, in Zimbabwe does the exact same thing. We aren't exactly labels. And I know for a fact that some labels don't have the departments my label has. They don't have a marketing department. I know that for a fact because I see how you guys push your music. I know you guys don't have um, a DSP liaison because you keep dropping music first on YouTube on Mondays. Anyone who understands anything about the industry will tell you that is a terrible idea. You're dropping music on Fridays on release day so you can get playlisted. So, not to belabor the fact, the back and forth conversation with Holy Ted and Michael Mags and Kiki Badass, ETC, ETC, um, I think it came from a very emotional and ill-informed place where, yes, you might be offended that, yo, my label or my, or my company is putting in work. We're doing A, B, C, D, E. And you might be, you're very well in your, your right to feel that totally 10 Michael Max. But by Nati's definition and by my definition and the global definition, you guys aren't a label. There are things you're doing that I'm telling you that you're leaving money on the table. You're not operating as a label because you're not fully approaching this from a business standpoint. You guys are, are working towards that. Eventually, you will become that. But right now, you're not there. And I can also understand this the stuff that I know happening behind the scenes that's informing Nadi's decision because I'm pretty sure he's been told a lot of the things that I've been told. And Dan, I've told you this. I can't remember if it was on the podcast or not. But in certain rooms, when you walk into them, they'll tell you we don't even consider Zimbabwe a market. And they'll list the reasons why. And that's probably yeah. what informed Nati O to say what he said. So, yeah, we don't have labels here by that, by that strict definition. We could be carving out a new definition for what a label in Zimbabwe or in Africa in this day and age means. But I don't think we're still there yet because I can still see we're leaving money on the table. Me personally, I can't, con- like, here's a simple way, and I'm not even being shady, I'm not even being funny. Even if you're using a DIY distributor, which is okay, if you are using TuneCore or DistroKid or whatever, and you're still a label, you're okay, let's say you're a small independent label, but you don't have a liaison at DistroKid or TuneCore, you can't even call yourself a label yet. Because that means you are not doing enough work to, to necessitate them putting someone on staff to support you. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. I think okay so without getting into ego battles and blah 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 with holy 10 and oh so what are you calling what we do no 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 i think if we were to use the very bare bones definition of a label if we're talking literal literal cement like bare bones a company that essentially promotes and distributes music fine there can be companies that can be called that. But I think we all knew what Nati O was saying. We all know the, the point that he was putting across, that there are no major record labels. Maybe you should have just put the word major. That would have made the difference. But at the same time, I don't think he's wrong. I don't think he's wrong. I just think it's now comes to, okay, fine, if we're going to technically talk about the very bare bones definition of what a radio, I mean, what a record label is, maybe, I suppose. It's just like, it's just, it's just like if someone said, there are no movie studios in, in Zimbabwe. Look, 
technically there's probably some people who are filming there's people who are doing good work you know who are making some movies here and there but realistically are there movie studios to the likes of paramount and universal and whatever or even if we're not going to go that far if we're going to talk about the movie studios that exist in nigeria south africa no they're not so if someone said there are no movie studios in zimbabwe people shouldn't take that person and say ah so what am i doing the point is there's no major or 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 really significant uh, uh, movie studios by the definition of what most people globally would commonly accept as a definition of that. Same way when people like you, like you describe, when people generally use the word or the term record label, there's a certain uh, association that's applied to it. And it just doesn't mean uh, a loose collection or a loose camp of people that are together. And then one of them also uses DistroKid or jungle or whatever the case is. It, that's not a record label in that definition. I suppose if we were to use the very basic bare bones, maybe, so it just seems to me like it's like it's just you know ego things like oh so what am I doing wrong? If you really were running a record label, people would know. Then it wouldn't be a debate. Wouldn't be a. So listen, Natio, I don't think you said anything wrong. Um, I just think in this situation, people are worrying about semantics to massage. Was that a shot at you? Obviously not. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's things happening behind the scenes that I don't know about. Maybe because Natio recently did a song with Volts JT. So now it's like, oh, he's taking shots at us or something. Anyway, Natio came out and said, I have no beef with any artist. Uh, I'm that one person who just minds his own business. If I'm to perform, I just go and perform and leave. I mind my own business, do my own thing. The issue about record labels? Well, I can say there are no record labels in Zimbabwe. Yes, Chillspot is putting some work out there and they're pushing, but they just fall short of what is expected of a record label. I agree. Chillspot is making a lot of music. They're pushing a lot of artists, but you can't call it a record label. And he says it's all different from what Sony, Columbia Records, or Universal are doing. Those are the standards we should be emulating for the industry to thrive. So, yeah. Um, here's, here's, here's something interesting that was in the H Metro. Mm-hmm. It ends the article by saying, Zimbabwe used to have Grammar Records and ZMC as some of the top record labels in the country. Okay, where are you going with this then? I'm just waiting for your comment. That is true. They, they, those used to be the top. <laughs> what do you want me to say then? What do you want me to say? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought, I was just wondering if you had a comment on it, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Anyway, guys, get over yourselves. There's a lot of things we need to fix in this country, okay? These are not shots. If you're trying to fix them, great. Work. Let's work on fixing them. But just because you've created something, give it a name, and then you publicly say that you signed someone like come on man show us like you don't even have to prove anything to us just we can see that we're not talking about what most people in the industry would traditionally recognize as a record label and if you want to focus on semantics then we've already lost the beat because i do look this is what i do come on man. come on we know what we're talking about here when we're talking about record labels it's serious man um Okay, um, let's talk about, there's We Outside and there's movies. We Outside is... Aria, uh, we'll see. Well, this is very early days. The tickets get announced uh, tomorrow. I'm very interested to see how they're doing it. I have a feeling that what they're doing is they're pre-selling and then they're going to start bidding to local promoters. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens when she comes here. There's a high likelihood I, I think I might know who might be doing it, uh, but we'll see. So, uh, 
the full story is that Iris Star posted on her social media that she's going on tour, very excited. She posted all her tour dates. And for the first time in a long time, Zimbabwe was there. <laughs> hey. uh, we are apparently slated for October. Anzi, let me just open her tweet so I can check you. I think it's October 21. Um, Iris Star. Iris Star, of course. Uh, October Nigerian 14. artist who's doing Octo- big things. October 14. Zimbabwe. A Nigerian artist that was interviewed on this very podcast. Scroll up to listen to this. Uh, my problem with this is that there's only two locations here that are listed as countries. Oh, no, there's three. Okay, there's four. Okay, I feel a little bit better. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think they're, they're forward selling and they're waiting for which promoters give the best offer. I don't, I, I, I sincerely doubt they wouldn't just put a country without um, that's any how, kind that's of how, hint of hope. That's how touring works, my guy. Trust me. Yes, but not Zimbabwe. Do you know what? Do you, do you you're know not, what, do you you're, not, you're not just going to announce. No. Do you know what's interesting? That, that's why I want to see how these tickets are being sold because she's selling all her tickets via her website. If the Zimbabwe tickets are being sold via her website, then I definitely know that's what's going on. There's no way they just put Zimbabwe and then they don't know yet who's going to be the promoter. They don't know yet. No, no, what, no. What I no, uh, they have a short list. Is, they'll, they'll have a short list. Yes, and then the promoter will say... they've spoken to already. Yeah. And then the, the, they'll, have, they'll have a short list of promoters and then the promoters will be like, you know what, we don't know. Because they'll have the same obvious concerns for the price that you want. or Because Arya Star, especially for a market like Zimbabwe, she's in a weird space where she's famous enough to command an Afro-Nation booking, but she's not famous enough to do like a full theater tour of America, right? nor is she famous enough to guarantee that she's going to sell out a stadium in, in Southern Africa, but maybe she can do a theater tour. And in Zimbabwe, because of the risks involved in doing live shows, as we've discussed many times, bringing in an international act just for a theater-sized capacity show, and by that we're talking about between 500 to 1.5 people, sometimes it's not worth the risk. So what, as an artist or manager, you would do is, like what I would do is, I'd prove demand first. I'm like, listen, guys, I've already sold X amount of tickets on my own steam. You guys have not done any in-market promotion as yet. Therefore, I'm taking a lot of the pressure off you and I'm covering your upfront risks. You guys just have to do the admin. Um, Here's what I think is also a likely scenario. And there is, okay, so uh, some years ago, I met the brand manager for the Mavens. And I don't know, we were cool and we talked every now and again. A couple of years ago, he called me and he was like, listen, man, I want to bring the Mavens. We're doing, we're planning a Mavens tour. Um, do you think Zimbabwe would be interested? And I don't mean like, uh, um, I mean like, like a, a, just bring a bunch of people over there. And which artists do you think Zimbabwe would be interested in? So, I mean, we had a bit of a conversation and whatever. Uh, and then I think those plans were scuppered by, by COVID. But I think that it's probably quite likely that it won't just be Ira. There might be several artists. I, and I, think, I definitely think there'll be an, an opening act of sorts, but I think they'll be bolstering it with local acts. But I don't think there will be any marquee Maven acts on this tour. I think there'll be intro acts. I think the biggest we might get is Crayon, maybe, but I don't think maybe Crayon, but that's about it. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they're going to bring, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, 
Rema or whatever. But I, I do think it's possible that they'll throw in a couple of people in the couple okay. of artists in the Let, on the roster. Let's look at the roster then. Who who is the, who are those people? Okay. DNA, DNA haven't dropped this in a while. Crayon is a little is hot, but he's not that hot in, in terms of thing. They're definitely not, not T was no longer there. They, Ladipo, is he coming back? I don't think so. Uh, who else is going is to Tiwa be? No longer, is Tiwa no Johnny, longer with Mavens? Nah, she's moved on. Johnny Drill? I don't think so. Maybe Johnny Drill, but I don't think so. Maybe Johnny Drill, actually. Maybe Johnny Drill. I Maybe like Johnny. What about, uh, what about, what about Corey DeBello? Yeah, be serious. I'm telling you. Yeah, be serious. I'm telling you, man. It'll be, it'll be it'll be themed a Maven's Night. Dan, Dan is, it's no Arya longer Star. an Arya Star World Tour. Then what are you saying? No, I mean, she's planning her world. It's going to be just for that one night. She still performs in Zimbabwe. Look, anyway, I don't know. Let's see how it happens. I mean, she's got, she's got enough of a catalog to, to support her own show. She's got one yeah, EP and I, one album, Dan. She can, she can do a solid 45 minutes. Yeah, she can, she'll be fine. She'll be all right. And she'll come and she'll give us some new songs, do a couple of covers, make us all happy, stay on stage for 45 to an hour. Supporting acts will be Japraza and Winky D and we move. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then let's get some music. Bro. What music are you feeling right now? All right. Uh, wait, before we talk music, let's talk, uh, let's talk these uh, Emmy nominations real quick. I just wanted to find out what your thoughts are because I haven't watched many of these shows and this is what I'm going to use to decide what I'm watching next. Let me queue up the list and see what I've watched. You know, I just started watching that's actually really dope. Mm. Hijack. Uh, is that, what's his name? That's... Uh, Idris Elba. Uh, uh, Idris Elba, exactly. So basically, Idris Elba is on a flight from Dubai to London and then people hijack the plane and he's a business negotiator and he's like, ah, you guys are messing up. Imagine on to get home. Let me tell you how to run this thing properly. <laughs> Oh, snap. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Um, outstanding drama series, Andor, Better Call Saul, The Crown, House of the Dragon, The Last of Us, Succession, The White Lotus, Yellow Jackets. I, have, I, don't, I haven't watched the new... I haven't watched Andor yet. I haven't watched Better Call Saul, the last season. The Crown, I'll never watch. And I haven't watched Yellow Jackets. But this has to go... In my opinion, there's no choice. It has to be Succession. Succession. Damn, you're telling movie. me... You tell me Jeff Bezos' show didn't get a single nomination. After a half, how much did he spend again? How much was it then? Half a billy. Half a billy. And that, that was just on the rights, not even production. Just the rights. Mm. Gosh, damn. Rings of power. Mized. Anyway, um, yo, I really need to find time to properly watch Succession, man, because I was really enjoying it. Outstanding comedy, Abbott Elementary, Barry, The Bear, Jury Duty, Marvelous and Mavel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, Wednesday. Ooh, Ted Lasso has to win this one. This last season was amazing. I don't want to lie. The Ted Lasso's the only watched. Was incredible. I haven't watched the I haven't watched the latest season. Man, things are, this is a shambles. Yo. Ted Lasso. I haven't a, even watched the latest season of Abbott Elementary. What am I doing? There was a period where I was really going through it, and all I could watch was like the only way I could cry. Because I needed to cry. Was, was with Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Ah, Ted Lasso. I get that. I get. It. And there's still people who are shading it online. Hey, they don't even understand football. That's not the point, man. Um, outstanding limited series: Beef, Dharma, Daisy Jones, and Obi Wan Kenobi, 
And then the actors and the actresses, okay, cool. All right, cool. Mm. Okay, I guess let's just focus on the shows themselves. Okay, I'm, I'm going to use this to find things to watch. Outstanding drama series is going to go to succession. Everyone's talking about it. It has to. Yeah. Uh, I tried to watch Yellow Jackets. It's actually not bad. Apparently, it falls really? off a cliff on the last two episodes. That's why I, I didn't think. Hey, sh- thanks for telling me before I invest into it. But I, I mean, the, uh, yeah, I mean that's just that's just a, from a few reviews. But you know, these days, like because investing in a show is so much, I actually spend more time watching reviews of a show <laughs> than watching the show itself. <laughs> um, are you gonna Are you gonna watch uh, Bob and Hyber? Are you going to watch Barbenheimer? <laughs> oh, you mean Barbie and Oppenheimer? Yes. yes. And I'm going to watch Mission Impossible. <laughs> ah, dude, this, are we feasting this week, bruh? Mission Impossible. Feasting? Fe- no, Mission Impossible, I have to go to the movies. Mission Impossible, I have to go. Then... Are, are you going to catch up on all the ones before before you... I've watched, watch all, I've watched them all the time. Those are some of my favorite movies. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the, dope, to... the dope thing is they've been, they keep airing the movies on TV. So, like, whenever I'm just randomly doing something in the living room, I'll just be, oh, snap, they're showing Mission Impossible. So, I'll just watch and I'll just remember, oh, okay. So, even if I catch the movie, like, 20 minutes in, I'll still remember, like, what happened. So, I'll just be catching up. Or I'll just PVR it. And then while I'm doing something else, um, I'll, I'll just watch it while I'm working. So, like, if I'm replying to emails, I'll just have it on in the background. And then I'll be catching up. So, yeah. I'm caught up, Dan. Oh, caught up. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Okay, cool, cool. Let's uh, let's do music as we had uh, discussed. Um, there's some new music from Gary Mapanzari and Takura. Actually, this is uh, I, I do kind of like it. I like hmm? it. I like it. I like it. I was thinking earlier. Actually, it's yeah. not bad. It's not bad. I do kind of like it. Yeah. Are you playing it or do you want me to play it? If you play it, I won't be able to hear it. No, no, you will now because I'm I'm not I'm gonna play from here. Okay. From from my formula device. Play away, bloody play away. All right. So this is Gary Maponzure featuring Takura. And the name of the song is Chimoko Chidanja. Check it out. Artwork for this song is very interesting. So it's Takura and, and Gary sitting on the hips of the one. Are they both going for her or anyway, let's hear Takura. Sometimes we fight for nothing, girl, I'll be honest. This thing is on 
You know, the, these interpolations and samples, uh, I, I hope it doesn't cause problems one day. But anyway, it will. I, I enjoy that. Then, like I said, trust me, they know. They just wait for the songs to cross a certain threshold. Then they're like, All right, cool, let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, so I received this song from, let me share it with you. And I, I really want your opinion on it, Phil. Because based on your opinion, I'm going to decide whether I'm going to try and help push this light here or not. Mm. So there's a, a Zimbabwean artist who's based in Ghana, whose name is Crispin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just released his, or rather, when you hear this, he will just have released his debut single, but this is coming out tomorrow for us who are recording. It's called Happiness. Um, produced by uh, Kwame Eugene and MOG Beats. You know Kwame Eugene. Let me, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Let me play the song. <clears throat> Knocking on my door Sometimes it feel like I didn't lose my mind Yeah A lot of messy And no man can take away my joy Can you need you Can you need you Yeah, yeah As an African, I got a problem Find a question, a lure solve them My car save me for more summer man them Enjoyment of my national anthem when you're jolly, jolly, the world don't come confused. Happiness season, happiness season. When you're jolly, jolly, the world today break our shame. Happiness season, happiness season. Yeah, I do some things my way. What do you think? What do you think? Mm. <laughs> What's that? He's a new guy. Literally never heard of him. His his label has been blowing up my yo. I was like, guys, guys, please, can you leave me alone? Who's he signed to? So it's um, not label, I guess. It's talent management. Uh, they call themselves. Let me just pull it up. Give me a second. <clears throat> oh, wait. No, it's in my email. They call themselves. Ah, uh, look, Phil, I've lost it now. Ah, it's okay. It's okay. I, 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 send me the song. Sky, let me give Sky it, Entertainment. Let me, let, let me give it Sorry. a proper listen. Um, you know, from the speakers themselves, and then I'll, I'll give you a proper assessment of the social platform. Yeah, they call themselves Sky Entertainment. I mean, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I mean, it could be kind of catchy. My, my thoughts on it is, it's not unique or different in any way. It does sound like. Uh, a lot of other artists, but mm. it was good enough, ah. even in that not so unique sound. All right, all right, all right. No, don't look out for it. 
Um, yeah, I think I've got a song that I'd play off. I'd like to sign off because I am seeing flames. I had a little bit of the flu that's been going around and I am exhausted. I am pumped full of meds and adrenaline right now. So thank you guys for, for, for bearing with us. If they, if we want to put any other songs, then we can just line them up at the back with like a 20 songs to end the show. <laughs> no, uh, we're good. So, we're good. With so the yeah, show. You know, good, thank you guys for supporting legs. us. Thank you guys for, for always riding with us. Thank you so much to the new listeners. If we have any, there are a lot of people that hit us up saying, yo, they found us funny on um, six foot weights and they would, they'd follow up the show. So thank you for joining us. We're going to have a lot more stuff coming through, a lot more interviews, and yeah, once we get a handle on, on a few things, we'll, we'll definitely invest more into the show because we want to start doing some events in person as we've promised. So look out for those. Also, please don't forget to follow us on social media. Two Broke two, No, okay. Well, we don't really use that account anymore. But yeah, Two Broke Trimble's full chat during that guy. We are now on TikTok, Twitter, <laughs> Threads, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, Patreon, so, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, Discord, Spill. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. We're, we're on Spill, Blue Sky, uh, Mastodon. Actually, I am on those. Oh my god, there's so many. I, I, and I, you know the the annoying thing is just before this, I just figured out how to set up. So I'd now distributed my account between Blue Sky and Mastodon, and it's my domain. So now it's not, it's not like Phil Chad at, at Mastodon.social. It's now Phil Chad at PhilChard.com everywhere, which is dope. It's like, oh, what's the point of all this? It's now useless. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, listen, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, you can support us. If you are new to this podcast, we do greatly appreciate your financial support. It just costs $5 a month or more if you can. But the minimum is $5 a month. Uh, all you got to do is go to donate. No, twobroketumbos.com forward slash donate. Uh, and we would uh, greatly appreciate that uh, Patreon subscription, you just sign up to the Patreon. You'll find that there's different uh, levels on there and you just select the, the $5 one if that's what you can afford. If you find yourself a, a higher tier, I mean, why allow yourself to be viewed as one of the masses when you can afford more? Please. Join the money team. Join the money team. Do you know what you need to join the money team? Donate. Money team. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm saying. Uh, shout out to everyone who's joining in from Six Foot Weights uh, and uh, we appreciate you. Shout out to all our listeners as per usual. Shout out to our Patreon subscribers. All the love that was coming through from uh, our discussions in the group. Uh, uh, someone in the group had asked us to talk about this whole Activision, Microsoft thing. Hey, I haven't been paying close enough attention just but, from a distance. We covered it. I think, I think we'll do a Patreon special. Let me just catch up on the news yeah. this week. I've, I've been up to it up until the ruling this week. So let me just catch up and then we'll, we'll talk about it in the group. Yeah, I've been paying some attention to it, like just from a from a, an overview. But yeah, I guess we'll talk about you. We'll keep it in the Patreon group. If you want to be part of that Patreon group, uh, twobroketumbers.com forward slash donate. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. We'll catch you in the next episode. For now, we're out and we're signing out. Phil, what are we signing out with? We've got to sign up with a new song from friends of the show, Dr. Chai and Bantu. They linked up with Pabi Cooper. Uh, so cold. Oh, want? I'm so sorry, Dan. Down low. Uh, we absolutely should have played that song. I'm so sorry, guys. Yeah, that brand new Bantu, uh, Dr. Chai and Pabi Cooper tune. Um, we should give Bantu a call, actually. Anyway, not no. this show. Sometime. I will catch you guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we out. Touch it, bring it, bait, watch it, turn it, leave it, stuff or mad it. Touch it, bring it, bait, watch it, turn it, leave it, stuff or mad it. Touch it, bring it, bait, watch it, turn it.
turn it, leave it, stop for mad touch it, bring it, pay it, watch it, turn it, leave it, stop for mad Fine, fine, go, got a confession. You're a temptation. Don't think twice on the location. It's an occasion. What's your sign? What's your persuasion? African Asian. Slim waistline, show me rotation. Baby girl, I make you feel special. Baby girl, I wanna come raise you. Can you keep a secret like a scandal? Let me see you go down low. Let me see you go down low.